Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Final hour, Burgundy and Gold today. Had a busy show so far. Scott Jackson with you. Thanks to our guests that have rolled through here so far. Our man uh, Dan Lust, uh, the attorney to law who broke down this latest story, Don Van Nata, and how the criminal side of this could impact uh, Dan Snyder. Um, Don from the Conduct Detrimental podcast, sports attorney. See him everywhere. Appreciate him coming on at uh, Dan, excuse me, at Dan Lust. Um, and at Sports Law Lust on Twitter. Good enough to give us some time earlier. And also thanks um, to uh, Joe DeLeon for breaking down some drafts with us from the Combine and from the Believe Network. All the things going on around the uh, the Combine today. We also heard from Ron Rivera from the Combine and how he sees things. Talked about Carson Wentz's release, the staff additions, and of course... Also, um, how this offseason will be handled with, you know, the ownership situation at Limbo right now. Uh, Don Van Nata is going to be on with Craig Hoffman, the Hoffman Show, at 4 o'clock. We heard some of this earlier. He was on with the Sports Junkies this morning after the story dropped on ESPN.com. If you haven't read it, it's very lengthy, very thorough. Um, it Again, it's, it's a note that was found inside the 2020 financial report, April 2020 financial report. It's a footnote. The note revealed the $55 million credit line. The team took out 16 months prior without the knowledge of required approval from Dan Snyder's at the time, minority partners. Uh, the three of them were never um, able to vote on it. Uh, and again, they owned 40% of the franchise at the time. It was a secret $55 million loan with Bank of America, who's also handling the sale, according to this report, and has become a focus of a federal investigation in the state of Virginia where they're investigating allegations of financial misconduct by the owner and the commanders per multiple sources. So... All that going on, and obviously Robert Rothman, Dwight Shar, and Frederick W. Smith at the time, shortly later, ended up selling out, selling their shares, you know, deal that was brokered by Roger Goodell. It was a deal that, um, with the mediation, Snyder paid $875 million for their 40% stake. And that, of course, was also money that was borrowed uh, from the NFL, in part. So you get all these things going on, and look, I mean, I've heard a lot of different theories from people today, like the NFL did this as a push, a clap back on the Bezos stuff. No, this doesn't make the NFL look too bright or too good, right? I mean, this is not something that they that they wanted out there. This is not something Roger Goodell uh, is excited about. You know, this is not something that's like, oh, this is great. I'm so happy this is out there now. No, this is not anything like that. So anyway, but 
So good work from Don Bandana. So let's hear a little bit more from Don with the guys this morning. Uh, one of the things he talked about was about whether or not these charges, because this is kind of the, the crux of the Washington Post story, which is, yeah, if you missed it yesterday, um, he demands the NFL owners, uh, you know, he's he's made some demands to the NFL owners about um, indemnity against any future legal ability and cost if he sells the team. So he's had his attorneys demanded that, according to this report, which the team has said is completely untrue, uh, that owners would have to deal with that. So his, his demands, which include the threat to sue for the indemnification condition, is not met, has angered some owners, and they've renewed discussion of possibly taking a vote to remove him from ownership, okay, if he does not sell the franchise, according to people who spoke to the Post in condition of anonymity. So there's all that. So there's, you know, the idea, again, a lot of this stuff, like the White Report, the Mary Jo White Report has been held back. Some other things have been held back in hopes that this just, he just goes away and this, you know, would disappear from the record books. Anyway, here was Don Vanata today when they, he was asked about whether or not, in this particular situation, if charges are dropped, um, if the charges would be dropped, if he just sells the team. I don't think it would have any impact, but that, but you're asking me to speculate on that. Yeah, uh, I, I, I I'm not a hundred sure um you know i know that the washington post reported this question of indemnification yesterday that snyder mm-hmm. was seeking um you know whether that factors into this i mean it's po- it's certainly possible it occurred to me when i saw that report last night that uh that may be part of what's going on here but you know there's a lot of worry around the nfl that snyder may not sell and I know that the Post and others, and we've reported, we reported back in October that there's uh, certainly some owners that feel that Snyder may need to be forced to sell. So, um, you know, there's a lot still to come here, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's a question you're asking me to speculate on, guys, and I'd rather not do that. I really don't know the answer to that one. All right, a little bit more from Don uh, Van Nata. Uh, this a bit on the um, reimbursements that were reported in this story and kind of the vindictive nature of that. Yeah, there was a yacht party. Snyder uh, hosted three owners. He hosted Jerry Jones of the Cowboys, Robert Kraft, uh, the owner of the Patriots, uh, and Terry Pagula, the owner of the Bills, uh, on his yacht. And so Snyder's point to the partners when they started raising questions about some of the money that he took uh, out of the team without their knowledge, his point is, well, look, I, I had a yacht party. I didn't bill you for that. I'm now going to bill you for that. In other words, I'm going to seek reimbursement because I was conducting league business, uh, and so I'm going to do that. There, There is a mention in the petition where Snyder said he was going to go back uh, many years, all the way back to 2003 when the partners first bought into the team um, and and basically put at, put in for all sorts of reimbursements that he claimed he never took. Oh, so, so this, this is Snyder's- all retroactive, vindictive stuff? That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, it's wow. retroactive. In other words, he's saying to the part to the former partners, you know, you're you're mad at me about some of this stuff. Well, I can go back and I can find a lot more money that I'm owed that I never took. <laughs> R- remember, I reported a story that Snyder booted the three partners off the board right. in 2020, uh, and you know, this was in the summer around the time they were making a lot of noises uh, about what they claimed were financial. Uh, irregularities at best or financial misconduct at worst, including 
you know, what happened with this $55 million credit line that they had no knowledge of. I mean, as we report in the very beginning of the story, they found out about it in a footnote of a financial report in April 2020. So 16 months after Snyder takes out this credit line, the partners find out about it um, in, in the very fine print of a financial document. So there you go. That's the crux of all this Don Venato stuff. If you haven't read it yet on ESPN.com, it is worth your time. and It will take you some time. Uh, again, 4 o'clock, he'll join the Hoffman Show here on the Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. So one of the interesting things, too, that he reveals in here, why the partners decided to settle, um, one, one of the in Fred Smith, the least side of it, why he wanted to settle, of course, the head of uh, FedEx, was he, he was concerned of what it may do to his son's coaching career. Arthur Smith. Uh, he was concerned there could be, you know, issues for him moving forward as now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. So I thought that was kind of interesting to hear about all this stuff. But, you know, <laughs> look, there, there's been, you know, there has been a, a bunch of, you know, these, these strange predictions that from people on the way out, from other lawyers, the guy Moog who had, who had been you know, one of the original story that was in the post saying, hey, there's more stuff to come, and he knows it, and on these things. You're just always wondering, like, how much worse could it get? <laughs> right? Like, like, could it really get any worse than, than all the, the things that have been said here? And the stuff that really would, would again, move the owners, the NFL owners, is the bottom line. Like, the, the alleged sexual misconduct and all these, you know, the intimidation, all these things in the in the business, you know, you'd think that would be bad enough. But no, no, no. That that's not what moves them. It's it's the money, right? If the money's being held out and if the money's being kept away, that's what's gonna bother them. Uh and, and obviously now at this point it's the just the totality of all of it and the embarrassment and it's just like they're tired of having to ask questions, answer questions about this guy. So all that. And we still really haven't got a great look at the getting more details about the this Again, the allegations, they're all allegations, of the second books. And if that took place, I'm surprised the NFL Players Association hasn't made more of a stink about this because that would be money they lost as well, which is weird to me. But we haven't heard much about that either uh, to this point of the juncture. But, I, yeah, it's, you know, again, we still have time, right? I mean, there, who knows what else is going to come out. But anyway, this, again, just seems to be another kind of piece of the puzzle to where, like, even if this guy doesn't want to get out, they're not going to give him the option, right? They're not going to give him the option to stick around. And the most important thing that drives all these owners crazy is when they hear things like, again, a market the size of this one being the bottom third in revenue. And it's not pulling its weight. Stadium stinks, has for a long time, and there's no real obvious solution to that with this current structure, this current owner, I should say. This is not an obvious solution to it. So that's why, more than anything, why they would be more than happy to see him just quietly disappear in the night. But that does not look like that's the case right now. But again, they are denying and denying, much like they did the story where he said, supposedly made the threat that he had dirt on all these guys, including Roger Goodell. But again, yesterday, their statement about the Post story is the story posted tonight by the Washington Post regarding the transaction process involving the Washington Commanders is simply untrue. Regarding the transaction process involving the commanders is simply untrue. So there could be some semantics in that, too. All right. We got Scott Abraham coming to the bottom there. We'll get into all this stuff with him. I want to get to Wentz on the other side uh, as well because we've kind of, you know, this was, again, going to be the crux of the show until these bombshell stories came out today. And, you know, how the team swung so big and missed so big last year on this. And, 
you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong on this, but if you were collecting receipts last year, I don't feel like anybody was really loudly supportive of this. You know, I don't I don't feel like in the fan base, in the media, there were a lot of loud supporters to saying this Carson Wentz thing's going to work. But the team was very loud about how wrong everybody was going to be and how how it was going to work so seamlessly. And I know a lot of the Eagles fans, you know, were dancing on Carson Wentz's grave yesterday. And about this ending here and, and why it ended here. But it's very different circumstances here. I, I want to point that out and, and also get in a little bit of the Carson the person here on the other side here. Burgundy Gold today, if you want to jump in on the phone lines, we have some time for that at 301 We can do that coming up as well. It's Burgundy Gold today, Team 980 streaming live in the free Odyssey app. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ucliff speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 leading ladies a concert in celebration of women's history month featuring kelsey ballerini megan trainer l king christina perry at the King's Theatre in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. All right, Burgundy and Gold today. Doc will be back with us tomorrow. Scott Jackson with you, Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app, uh, Scott Abraham will join me coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour. We'll talk about all these things going on with the Commanders, including uh, the release of Carson Wentz. Obviously, these two stories that have run um, back-to-back, Washington Post, and also with um, with the big one today on ESPN.com by Don Van Nata, who will be a guest of Craig Hoffman's on the Hoffman Show coming up at 4 o'clock. So we will do all that with Scott in a bit. And... Yeah, a couple of things on the wins before we get, I know we get some people want to get in the phones, and that's fine. We'll do that here in a sec. Uh, 301 So Carson Wentz, you know, part of the thing that did him in in Philly was obviously he was upset. He was jealous, whatever you want to call it. Wasn't a good teammate when it came to, you know, Jalen Hurts being drafted and Jalen Hurts then obviously becoming the man. Didn't Wasn't happy when they won the Super Bowl without him. Uh, a lot of things, right? Like, it was about teammate-related bad guy stuff. Heard less. He heard a little bit of that, not a much in Indy. The owner hated his guts in Indy, right? A lot of that may have stemmed from his vaccination status, but whatever, he blamed him for everything, told Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, get this guy out of here. They were able to find a team that would actually trade assets for him, the commanders, and they did it. The guy was nothing but fine here in terms of a teammate maybe maybe we're going to find out the opposite but but from all accounts 
handled it very professionally here, was very supportive, was all in, like none of that other stuff. The problem with him was he just did not play well outside of week one, second half in Detroit, couple plays here and there in that Titans game, but to be honest, if you watch the game, he drifted into a lot of sacks, wasn't all that good. Now, their offensive line stunk, we get it, you know, and he couldn't move anymore. I mean, physically, he just could not move anymore, the bigger thing. Never was really good at hitting the layups in his life. I mean, we learned this phrase called catch radius because of Carson Wentz, right? We, we had to find out about guys' catch radius guys. All these guys that look like they should be playing basketball uh, suddenly uh, drafted at the tight end position for Carson Wentz. So all these things, you know, to kind of Carson Wentz-proof the offense, and it was never a good fit. And the idea that, you know, that it was all Scott Turner's fault is not fair. I mean, I'm sure I – don't, I don't think Scott had a big say in the trade. The other part of it is, you know, the idea that, oh, if Brian Robinson hadn't been hurt, this never would have happened. No, or, or been shot, excuse me, would never have been happened. And that's also not true. I mean, again, at some point you got to hit open receivers on third down underneath, you know, like underneath stuff. You can't throw bombs every time. And, you know, to the Browns' credit, they knew exactly what he wanted to do and what he couldn't do in that, you know, that epic meltdown in week 16. Or, excuse me, week 17 at home at FedEx Field. You know, so this is one of those, you know, things that really, I mean, Ron Rivera better hope Sam House ready for prime time. And that Eric B. Enemy can bail him out. Because if he isn't, then, you know, this thing's over for them, for this group at the end of the season. I mean, whoever the new person is, we already know there's somebody out there who doesn't think a whole lot of what happened here to this point because they were calling up Sean Payton. Now, Sean Payton's no longer available. There's really not any blow-you-away head coaching candidates out there either, but you could probably spend a lot less to go 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one than you are right now. So that's the thing that they've got to overcome. And because of all this other stuff going on in the hiring of the enemy, they've really been able to duck the question about, like, why? <laughs> why did you do this for Carson Wentz? I mean, and again, after the description of the way they talked about playing, why would you pay $28 million for a quarterback? Again, Taylor Heineke could handle that. Sam Howell could have handled that. There's a lot of players, lesser costly players, with less meltdown capability that could have handled that type of play, if that's really what you wanted to do. And I know, I know. This is media's fault because they tweeted it out. It's not what they meant to say. Yeah, please. Go back and read the quote, watch the quote. It's exactly what they wanted to say. And now they're saying the right things, which is stay out of the way of this, um, you know, stay out of the way of the new offense coordinator. Like, allow him to do his thing. In Eric B. Enemy. All right, we'll get to calls here. We'll talk to Scott about all this stuff coming up on the other side as well. Let's grab uh, Bones in D.C. What's happening, Bones? My main man, Scott. Yeah, you know, buddy. Shout out to Eminem. You know, uh, I've been listening to, you know, everybody since this morning, right? And, you know, my main man, your boy Kevin, he always liked to, you know, call on his Montgomery County uh, lawyer, you know, uh, Neil from Rockville. You yes. Know? Hey. But I call, you know, Neil from Rock, he ain't number the old public defender, right? You know, <laughs> and, you know, and talking about, he, he just, he just a regular old public defender, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Kevin Sheehan and blew the man up like, you know, he is, he a hell of a, you know, F. Lee Bailey type lawyer, you know. But anyway, uh, you know, I'm, you know, they, all these allegations and stuff, right? You know, 
I mean, I don't know why, you know, they 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 jiving around, right? You know, because uh, from the sound of it, and with the FBI being involved, you know, the sound, you know, it's like you know some uh, federal charges should be coming about. You know what I mean? Because it sounds like if if, if it ain't forgery and uttering. It's got to be some sort of fraud going on, you know what I mean? So somebody should be receiving a federal charge at some point or another if the FBI is involved. Because if the FBI, the FBI ain't going to get involved unless they're not sure. If they're not sure, they're not going to get involved. But if they get involved, a charge is definitely coming. So they need to stop playing around and go ahead on and get rid of this guy and don't do no Brett Favre on the man and let the man get away with it. You know what I mean? Because he must got some on Rodney Goodell because he keeps trying to hope, watch the man back. And he got definitely got to have something on Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones keep on trying to bail a man out. But I'm saying now, if the FBI involved, Scott Jackson, believe me, man, some fair charges is getting ready to come across the board. I love you, man. Thanks for taking my call, man. Have a good day and two. Peace. All right, buddy. Thanks, Bones. Appreciate it. <laughs> Neil Rock knows no F. Lee Bailey. That's, that might be the line of the day. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I heard Neil this morning. He's good. Now, Neil, like, Neil knows his stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, you're right. He's not the FBA. You know, he's not F. Lee Bailey level. Uh, you know, he's, he's not defending people at that level. But you know what? He's, uh, he's, he's, he knows his stuff. I, I'm, I'm good with Neil. I, I would put Neil on, too, if, if Kevin hadn't had him on retainer. Of course, a lot of that's because he's had to get Kevin out of a lot of his white-collar issues. Uh, Timmy, uh, Tippy, my bad. Tippy, what's up, man? Hey, Scott, enjoying the show. Thanks, buddy. Shout-out to Mike. And, uh, yeah, very first thing off the top, I want to wish uh, – Tony, the best on his surgery Friday. I'm sure everything will go smooth, and we're looking for an update from him. And, uh, yeah, you're going to need wild horses to drag him away, just like the song. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. You got to drag him out of there. And real quick, uh, yeah, Bozingas, man, he's a nice kid and a good player, but he's so soft. I mean, you look at him, give him a dirty look, and he's got to go take a bath, you know? I mean, <laughs> he just got he got to tighten up some. And real quick, it's the last day of Black History Month, and a one, quick one-minute story. The gentleman was from Mississippi back in, like, 62. He worked on a freighter, an oil freighter. It sunk up in Canada. So he uh, he woke up in bed. And there was three ladies scrubbing them and scrubbing them. And he opened his eyes. He said, what are y'all doing? And they said, we're trying to get the oil off you. They had never seen a black man before. They didn't realize. And they stopped and they nursed him for two months. And uh, with love and food and got him back together. He went back to Mississippi about 10 years later. He was very successful. He went back to visit, and they were building a new elementary school. He gave him a bunch of money, and they named the elementary school after him. Isn't that a neat story, Scott? That is a good story. That is a good story. Yeah, man. Thanks for letting me tell it, and uh, peace out to everybody. All right, Tippy. Tippy's always got something, doesn't he? Thanks for the call, Tippy. Interesting story. Now, 
going back to um, to to the basketball part with Porzingis. I mean, I know we're burgundy gold today, but I got I got to weigh on this because I saw this earlier too that he's out again. I mean, this is why you can't double down on this this core quote unquote big three. I mean, you, you got to be on the court more often than not on the court together, right? At some point, but yeah, it's just you're you're right. I mean, it's like just, just like you know, fine porcelain, you know, fine porcelain. Anyway, all right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Our guy Scott Abraham is going to join us, and we will get to the um, happenings with the Commanders. It has been a full-on newsapalooza, or as the former president used to say, a guy by the name of Bruce Allen, it's uh, 24-7, 365, or is it 365, 24-7? I don't know. It was one of those two that he loved to say, and he had those hats and everything, and it is. It's all that. We'll get to it next with Scott Abraham from ABC7 here on Burgundy Gold Today, Team 9 and 8, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. Burgundy and Gold Today. Doc off today. He'll be back with us tomorrow. And the Saturday Night Fever music can only mean one thing. Scott Abraham, ABC7, because that's his theme, I believe. Uh, good enough to join us via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. What's happening, Scott? Slow day, huh? <laughs> what was the goofy thing that? Um, and they had hats. Was it twenty four seven three sixty five? Right, that was the saying with Bruce Allen. Remember, yeah, they used yeah. to have that, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you could never be more true than now with uh, what's going I, on. I mean, I yesterday. I can't even take my kids to school in peace anymore. 8.30 in the morning. I can't even take my kids to school in peace. Well, I mean, listen, some of this stuff feels a little little suspicious, right? Okay, so you, yeah. you did the you did the usual football stuff yesterday. That's fine uh, with the two releases. Then then the story comes out from the post, and then it's like overnight, oh, we, we've tagged Deron Payne. Uh, and then, boom, this ESPN story comes like, out and just like, oh, erases like everything. You want a story. You want a story. You want a story. Yeah. You want a story. It's, um, yeah. you know, it's, 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 I, 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 I personally feel like there had to have been something lately in the sale process mm-hmm. that there must have been type of some type of wrench or backpedaling of Snyder mm-hmm. um, that maybe things didn't work out in terms of the bidding process. And he was thinking about keeping the team and not selling the team. And I think this, this is more just pressure walls caving in um, trying to get him out in a sense, because why else would these stories come out back to back like this? And it's been quiet for a number of months. And so that's, that's what I'm kind of, Pure speculation of sure. why is this all happening right now? Yeah, look, I think I think in Don's case, though, look, he, he works on things for a while. Like this isn't something you could just throw together really quickly, right? I mean, this is something you really, really not in the post thing for that matter as well, right? I mean, you just really had to be working on it for a while. But yeah, the timing uh, doesn't work out so hot for him, right? I mean, after if he's really digging in his heels in, and then these things come out because clearly, like the NFL. Is it leaking this stuff to Don? I mean, it doesn't make them look good either. Well, that, that, that this is my this is my other thinking, yeah. Scott. So yeah. I'm thinking of the the minor, minority owners here. Sure. Uh, the, the three obviously individuals that uh, went to battle with mm-hmm. Snyder over this loan. 
Do you think there's a case of sour grapes here a little bit? And they're they're obviously helping maybe Don with this story, and you know they they got paid off whatever eight hundred yeah. some million um, a couple of years ago, and now the franchise could be selling for six billion, seven billion, and at the time they owned forty percent, <laughs> so uh, they would have made a lot more money if they would have you know been with Snyder to this point. So maybe that's part of my thinking as well. Maybe sure. a case of sour grapes, and they're involved of putting this information out there again, speculation. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, it's tough to say because I do believe they probably signed something after they took their money, so they had to keep their mouth yep. shut. So they got to be very yep. careful, you know, because as you know, he'll he'll investigate you uh, as he has in the past with with some oh, of these things. And he'll take you to court. Yep. yep. So I, I would think you know maybe somebody involved, but and it could have been just a simple case of discovery with this document and uh, finding it, you know. And again, it's it's a note in it, and he clearly has dug into this stuff. Uh, but but it's fascinating and. Again, it just kind of shows even if he wanted to dig in and stay, there, there's no, there's just no path for that to be realistic. And if and if it did drag on, it's only going to drag the franchise down even further than he's drug it down to this point. It's, it's just remarkable how many different stories and layers there are to Dan Snyder. I mean, yeah. just think about over the last couple of years alone. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even talking decades. I mean, yeah. decades worth, you can go way back, but just the last couple of years alone, Scott, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It, it really, I can't imagine, um, you know, I just think about his kids, his family members. It's got to be just a, a nightmare sometimes for them. It's nonstop. Well, l- there's been some reports that the families wanted him out for a while. Uh, wanted him to get out of the business or some speculation yep. that that was going on. And you can understand why. Cause if they live, like you said, like if you live in the real world, like if you're not hiding on a yacht or whatever and, and ducking subpoenas and, and not, you know, listening to what's going on out on social media, then okay, who cares? Right. You're just, you know, living it up. But if you're out here in the real world and you have the ticker in front of you, if, if you're walking by it <laughs> with the ESPN on the, the local gym or what have you, you can't miss it. If your phone's got alerts on it for sports things, you can't miss it. And, you know, they, they actually probably have email, unlike him, so they, they probably see all this stuff and hear all of it, and they're probably sick of it, for sure. He's got a son in college, plays college football. You don't think he's well aware of all the stuff that's going on? Of Correct. course he does. And, uh, and then I also think of, I think of the fans, too, because they're probably just numb to, the fa- to, yeah. to all this because it's become second nature. The, they, they, they expect a story every week, basically. So I think mm-hmm. where Commanders fans are at right now how does this story or how does this latest allegation report speed up the process of the sale? Or how does this maybe set back the sale? I think that's what they're concerned of is they just want Dan Snyder to be gone completely out of ownership of the Washington Commanders and the, these stories, these allegations. How does that impact the sale? I think that's what Commanders fans really care about and want to know. Yeah, and listen, I, I don't know if you heard him today, but Ron Rivera talked about this, was asked about how the you know the current situation, he wouldn't really get into the stuff today, uh, is impacting the team. They keep saying business as usual. But I, I just find it very hard to believe. And, and I think it was also revealing when Ron was talking to J.P. Finley today, he did say, you know, he has big deals, whatever kind of deals, and then at some point in the interview he said, we're going we're gonna to find fair deals. Because that's really probably all they can do. Because, again – until there is a new owner there, I mean, Dan Snyder's not putting a lot, millions of dollars in escrow uh, for them to go out chase big free agents. It's not going to happen. Uh, and then on the flip side, how appealing is Washington as a destination right. for said free agent with what's going on? Obviously, you know, money talks, sure. but 
Uh, there's certainly you might want to take less money for just a better situation um, outside the locker room walls. Yeah, and I, again, I don't think they're going to be outbidding anybody. We're here with Scott Abraham, ABC7, talking to us about all the commander stuff going on right now here on the uh, Team 980 stream and live on the free Odyssey app. All right, let me ask you this part of it to go to the kind of more football-ish. Uh, the Deron Payne piece, not surprising after they freed up the money yesterday. This also, though, kind of is where the intersection of ownership and you know football decisions meets, right? Because if they don't have somebody in place by July 15th who's ready to spend money, then this probably has to be played on, a, on, that, on that tag for a season at least. Oh, no question. I mean, they, they had to they had to at least do this because you don't know what the future holds in terms of, um, you know, money-wise, who's writing the checks and who's going to be in place. So uh, at least for now, you're going to have, you know, Deron Payne for at least a year. I, I assume Deron Payne is okay with the franchise tag. There are situations where a player uh, is not happy and, and they hold out or, or whatever. They want the long-term deal. So I uh, haven't heard anything from that in that regard, but you know, you're going to pay Deron Payne. You're going to pay Jonathan Allen. Then you also have a Montez Sweat and a Chase Young. Unfortunately, commanders fans, you're not going to be able to keep all four players. So uh, when those decisions are made and the right people are in place, you're going to have to figure out, are you going to keep Chase Young? Are you going to keep Deron Payne long-term? Are you going to keep Montez Sweat? And right now looking at the four, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, I mean, Chase Young has a lot to prove, in my opinion. I mean, yep. no fault of his own. Great. He got injured. Great rookie year. But it's hard to justify locking him up long-term when he has, I don't even know, less than 10 sacks in his NFL career right now. Uh, Scott Abraham with us, ABC7. All right, so yesterday the Carson Wentz news dropped. Not, not a big surprise. But as you know, more than anybody – they really tried to make this a a very nurturing place, a very protective place for him. They they did all those things that they could for him, but in the end, he just wasn't good. I mean, you know, <laughs> I just say to the people, never got, he just can't play anymore at a high level. Not to say he can't make throws from time to time, but I, to me, I don't know how you see it. I just look at him and say, this guy, his body's broken down. I think mentally, you know, he's had some damage there, you know, in terms of confidence level and the bad habits and all the things he could get away with in the past just now are just fully exposed when he takes a field. It's a sad story in a sense because here's a guy that, I mean, you think of his early years in Philly, he was oh, going to be monster. he was going to be the guy, Scott. He was yep. going to be the franchise quarterback, the um, the foundational piece of that franchise and one of the top five quarterbacks in the National Football League for years and years to come, and he got that injury, and, and since then um, it just it just went downhill. And I yep. think the confidence, the mental aspect, I'm sure it really shook him to his core to see a Nick Foles lead Philadelphia to that Super Bowl uh, to win that, and then you know the whole Jalen Hurts kind of takeover of Carson Wentz and his struggles. Uh, didn't work out in Indy, and then coming here to Washington, he got his chance, and he just was not consistent enough, got injured again, and then Kim coming in for the Browns game was kind of a disaster there. And, um, you know, where does he go from here? Yeah, he, he he's made a good living. He has money, take care of his family, take care of his kids, take care of his grandkids, grandkids, and so on. Um, and, and I just question, you know, where's, where's his competitive fire? Where's he at right, right now in terms of, um, does he want to continue to do this anymore? It's it's fascinating how Carson Wentz is 
is almost like a lightning rod nationally. Everybody likes to talk about Carson Wentz or unfortunately sometimes poke fun at him, um, mm-hmm. which isn't always fair. And he's, uh, I, I, I don't think his NFL days are done. I mean, I could see him being a backup quarterback. You know, he could be like Chad Henney or Chase Daniel, um, collect that paycheck and be ready when, when your name is called type deal. But as for a starting quarterback in the NFL, Scott, I think, unfortunately, uh, as I asked him during during that controversial interview, um, is this your last shot to prove that you're a starting quarterback in the NFL? And I, th- I think it was. Yeah, I'm with you. I definitely think it was. And here's the thing. Like, in the other places, there was some question about attitude, about you know being able to fit in. I think the guy immersed himself with the team as well as he could. Now, it wasn't his fault the guy behind him was beloved and was just a guy's guy and has always fit in. Uh, here since the day he got here late in the season in 2020 in Taylor Heineke. But I, I don't think it was anything personality-wise that held Carson Wentz back here. I, I just flat-out think it was his play. And that Eagles game, man, that third game broke him. I mean, the Eagles flat-out broke yeah. him he with the what, way they got after him at FedEx. Times, eight times? He was sacked yeah. a ton in that game. Yep. And um, it, it's just uh, I go back to the fact, you know, He's, he, he was a pro. He was a pro, you know, the entire time here in Washington. And I think, you know, the guys liked him. They respected him. There was a lot of reports when he joined Washington that, you know, he was almost like a cancer, not a leader right. in Philly and in, in Indianapolis. I didn't get that at all, Scott. And I'm in the locker room every week with those guys. And, um, you know, he said all the right things on the microphone, especially when Heineke took over during that stretch. And, um, that awkward period of him, is he going to be the backup? Is he not going to be dressing? Is he, what's he going to do? Uh, he was, he, he was a pro. He was a pro during the interview process when, when, when Jason Wright went public with with his tweets. And uh, I have nothing, I have no ill will, nothing bad to say about Carson Wentz as a person player. Uh, he's a great family man, beautiful family. And certainly I wish him all the best. And I think he's going to land with another NFL team, but it's going to be in a backup role. And, um, we'll see if uh, he can uh, start a career there. Yeah, I, I, I will. Uh, I'll be curious to see what happens, you know, and where he goes. And again, if he gets a chance, maybe, maybe being a backup won't be such a bad thing for him for a while. But you know, I don't know. It's just, it was, and, uh, it was and, just a bad fit for the jump back, here. And speaking of backup, Scott, like now I'm fascinated to see like they only have one quarterback on the roster right now, Sam yeah, Howell. Right. Uh, so like Taylor Heineke. I don't know if you can bring him back if Sam Howell is your guy or the quarterback of the future. Because in a second, when Sam Howell struggles or has back-to-back core games or you know more interceptions than touchdowns, you're going to have that right. Heineke hive howling and chanting. That's a tough position for Sam Howell to be in if you're always kind of looking over your shoulder and you have a cult hero almost in a sense of Taylor Heineke waiting in the wings. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really. I think people like Hal too, though, and I think he's kind of got that going for him. And, and he's got he, he's got more of a baller mentality, and he's got more skills. I mean, bottom line. I mean, I I don't know if you remember this. After the first preseason game, we were getting calls saying he should be the number two immediately. Like he was better than Heineke. I mean, people had already forgotten Taylor at that point. So, you know, look, fans are gonna be fans either way. I, I don't see that as being something like he threw the pick in the end zone against the Cowboys nobody was chanting for Taylor I mean you know it happened in, the, in real time in that game but 
And again, well, we're assuming there's going to be commanders fans in these games. It was games. a meaningless game. It was a meaningless game too. <laughs> right. Well, well, you're assuming we're both assuming that there'll be commanders fans back in the stadium next year too, which we hope. But I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah. This, with whatever's with the yeah, circus going I, on here. Just, I, you got to figure. I mean, you got to get a veteran. I mean, you got to get yeah. somebody with experience in that quarterback room. And I, I just don't know how they're going to do that. Again, yeah. we go back. You know, we've had this conversation multiple times on my show, on your radio show. How do you get a veteran quarterback to come to Washington? Um, you're, the free agent pool's not great. You're not going right. to get a car. Um, Jimmy G, I think, is a big stretch. Yeah. So, what, a Teddy Bridgewater, a Baker Mayfield, uh, uh, Marcus Mariota. I just I don't know. I right. don't, is it, if I'm a quarterback, I don't know if I want to come to Washington. Well, that's I why just, I think Taylor Heineke might be your best option because he yeah. might actually be available to you. And a guy who, you know, I think both of you just have to deal with the fact that you're you're both better off with each other, right? Like Taylor may be mad or whatever is in his feelings about the way it ended here, here but where's, where is he going to go where anybody's going to give a damn that he dove for the pylon against the, against the Buccaneers? And the answer is nowhere. It's here. He's got more value here off the field than oh, he will Martin, anywhere else. Yeah. Anywhere yep. else. So anyway, well, all right, man. Well, it should be interesting. Always good to get your perspective. And uh, are you are you working tonight, or is this is this Olivia's night? Oh uh, yeah, I, I am in the office tonight. Good. We're gonna dive into the uh, Dan Snyder story. Um, okay. I'm gonna be talking with uh, Don Don Van Nada of ESPN, nice. who wrote the story. We'll be sharing that interview. And um, I know you had Dan Lust on earlier. Yeah, uh, he's Lust gonna be great. on my program as well. He's nice. gonna give some good insight from the legal aspect as you had on your radio program. So. Uh, it's never boring, and it's never a slow day when it comes to covering the Washington Commanders. No doubt. All right, Scott, appreciate it as always. Good talking to you. We'll look forward to watching you tonight. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, Scott Abraham. You can check him out on Twitter at Scott7News and, on, and obviously on ABC7. Does great work there. Man, they really kick ass the high school stuff in addition to the pros, too. They should get kudos for that. In a day and age where the high school kids aren't getting the getting the love and the coverage like they used to around these parts. All right, so appreciate Scott joining us. All right, coming up, uh, we'll put a wraps in this sucker. Oh my God, where's the time gone? Flown by with scandal, with combine, with cuts, and yes, a new coaching staff or a retool coaching staff as well. Still need a receivers coach. If you're looking for one of those gigs, maybe maybe uh, send out your resume. We'll get to uh, the end of it here before we hand it over to the Hoffman Show. And again, Don Van Nata will join Craig at four here on the Team 90 streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. All right, final few moments here on Burgundy and Gold today. Uh, got a lot of people to thank. Scott Abraham, who just joined us, obviously. Um, thanks to him. Dan Lust, attorney at law. Appreciate him popping in earlier as well. Uh, also, uh, shout out to um, Joe DeLeon for joining us, talking draft from Believe Podcast Network. From the uh, On the combine front, that was uh, good information. And... Of course, our man Mike behind the glass, Michael Marr getting it done, producing today. Doc will be back with us tomorrow, and we'll get into all this stuff. And, you know, by now, um, you know, hopefully by tomorrow, hopefully by tomorrow, uh, there'll be some, there'll be some more, there'll be some more of this stuff, right? Oh, yeah, I can't wait. No, I mean, at some point, you know, hopefully this kicks into 
A, they're honing, they're vetting in on these candidates, right? These are the ones they're betting in on. Now bids are due. Now, oh, wow, you know, Josh Harris has got the best bid. You know, like maybe we'll get to that point. No, Jeff Bezos is, in fact, allowed to be in. Here's what he's bidding, you know. Hopefully we'll get to that point uh, here in the near future because it has to happen. And you heard it a little bit from the coach today. He said all the, you know, said, hey, yeah, business as usual. But then, again, when he, when he was explaining what free agency was going to look like, he, he mentioned fair deals. They're, they're not going to be blockbusters. They can't. The, the pain move today was an absolute necessity. It, it was the only way they could, could protect the asset at this point until they get through the other side of this stuff, to use Jason Wright's term, through the other side, which I love. And, and I, I hope he's right, and I, and I believe he could be right, no pun intended, um, which is, yes, there's nothing but upside. And they say, whoever comes in here is coming in on a white horse, whether they are or not. It may, hey, they may suck. Who knows, right? Most of these owners aren't very good in the early years, especially the guys that have never done this for a living. But whoever they are, they got a clean slate. They don't, And they're not this guy, most importantly. And that's what it really boils down to at this point. I mean, there's nothing more important this offseason than getting a fresh start from the top on down. From the top, starts there, that person sets the agenda, and let's go. And that's the only chance they're going to have to get back to being a functional, a functional competitive team on the regular basis. They don't have to deal with all this stuff. And again, we can quibble about Ron Rivera didn't do this right, didn't do that right. He's made a lot of mistakes as a coach. Decision maker as well. Biggest being Wentz. But... You know, I, I'll always caveat with he had no idea what he's walking into. And, and, yes, he did take the money. He did work for this guy. Everybody has to know there's something there. But even for this guy, I mean, the last couple years have been an extreme amount of stuff. An extreme amount of stuff. Anyway, appreciate everybody being on board today. All right, back at it tomorrow. Um, same time, same channel with our friend Richard Doc Walker. Um Again, thanks to all the guests that came through. Tomorrow we'll be back with you. Hopefully uh, maybe some football news too, right? Hey, maybe some stuff there. Maybe some more cap casualties. Maybe some renegotiations. Maybe we can dig in a little bit on the new staff members as well and the restructuring. I know Doc was excited about all that stuff. So we'll get to it all tomorrow here on Burgundy and Gold today. Thanks to Michael again behind the glass. Coming up next, Hoffman Show with Baby AI behind the glass and Don Vanata coming up at 4 here on the Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Have a great night. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theatre in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheatre.com.